Do you ever wonder why some people seem to just effortlessly attract wealth while others are always struggling to make ends meet? Do you wonder what you can do to shift your money mindset and become more financially empowered? Welcome to the Confidence Council Podcast. This show is designed for high-achieving women who, despite having a great life, just know that they're destined for more. Whether you aren't sure what that next level is, or you have an idea, but the vision feels out of reach, then this podcast is for you. My name is Monica Burkhoff. I am your confidence, purpose, and mindset coach. And today on the show, I'm joined by Corey Phelps, a nervous system success coach. And we are talking all about abundance. During today's episode, Corrine goes over the five things that you can do today to start building a wealth mindset. So without further ado, let's get into the episode. Today's guest is a hypno breathwork therapist a master NLP practitioner, a clinical hypnotherapist, a nervous system success coach, a mom. She's been featured in Self, Women's Health, Pop Sugar, Oxygen, and today she's joining the Confidence Council podcast to talk all about wealth mindset. So welcome, Kareen Phelps, to the Confidence Council podcast. Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here today. So before we dive in, why don't you introduce yourself in your own words? Tell us who you are, what you're all about, and kind of what led you here. Yeah. Well, let's see. Well, let's start with down on. I, this is funny. I, I always ask people this question: Who are you on a soul level? So I'm like, I feel mm. like I should just lead lead with yeah. that, right? So deep down in, on a soul level, who I am is a seeker, someone who's really, really curious, who loves to learn, and also to impact and help other people, which is great because that's really how I live out my life's purpose is kind of this trial and error, sharing all of the things that I have learned through my own experience and sharing that with friends, family. And now I, this is what I, what I do for, for work. And in terms of really what I do for work and my career and my purpose is helping primarily women, but not exclusively, really upgrade their internal space, mindset, their body, like internal, like how you feel so that your external worlds can match that. And that shows up in a lot of different ways. It shows up in, you know, upgrading your money mindset and also upgrading your subconscious beliefs so that your relationships, your business, um, all of it matches where you desire to be rather than repeating patterns of the past. What did you do before you got into this type of work? I was a luxury real estate agent and I one day just realized I was so burnt out and miserable at what I was doing that I just couldn't bear to do it one more day. And so I burnt it all down. And that was a result of walking <laughs> into a hospital thinking I was having a heart attack and them telling me like, no, that's not a heart attack. You're just having a massive panic attack because you're burnt out. Mm. I have had my own visit to the hospital thinking that I'm having a heart attack too. And they're like, no, I think you're just stressed out like chronically. <laughs> so 
been there. I, I get it. Um, really awesome of you to be able to step away in that way and like honor what is really going to serve you and obviously so many other people that you've helped along the way. So today we're talking about wealth mindset. So tell us your background with with like uncovering your own money blocks and kind of figuring out how to maximize a wealth mindset. Yeah. So it, it hints and glimmers of it started before my big time burnout moment, but the burnout was the, the real like two by four on my back. That was like, all right, how many times are you going to consistently repeat this pattern? And my personal patterns were patterns of, well, I was making great money, like an abundance of money. I couldn't hold on to it. So I had a lot of different things that I uncovered, which was one, this like need to pour myself into work to avoid my own emotions and feelings. And so anytime I started to build up like wealth in my bank account, I would spend it all and accumulate a lot of debt because that I could then make an excuse as to why I, I couldn't take my foot off of of the gas. And so, and I also kind of thought that the only way that I could show up and pour everything I wanted to, or needed to into work to get the success was to have this almost extreme state of emergency going on. And so I had these two things that were driving me that were all rooted in my subconscious, which is what led to, to the burnout, but it was all rooted to money. And also the funny thing about that is, is that your money is a direct mirror into typically your romantic relationships. I grew up with parents. Well, we were an immigrant family and uh, money was the cause of every argument in our, in the household between my parents. And so I grew up watching. And I think that I have a deeply ingrained money block around money causes problems. Money makes people fight. Um, and yeah, and so I'm really interested to hear what you have to say today about building the wealth mindset. So what, so we've, you've got five things that we can start doing today. So what's number one? One is practicing gratitude. And I'm, I am sure that this is not any news to anyone. I'm sure you have heard it before, but we very quickly forget when we're in our day-to-day -day life. So gratitude. And when I say that, yes, I definitely mean a gratitude practice because it completely changes like the chemicals in your brain and how your body's responding. Like it changes your physiology. But I also mean gratitude for what you have now in terms of all of the time we are looking ahead and looking outside and typically focusing on what we don't have, which is essentially creating a magnet for more of that. So when we can just find appreciation and we're like, we're looking at money, it's appreciation for the pennies. We can't invite in dollars or thousands or millions if we aren't grateful for just starting with the pennies. I love that. And that's so beautiful. We did a, like a big gratitude practice here last year on the podcast so it was you did 28 days of gratitude exercises and i do think that even when i look back like you know my childhood growing up with parents we were struggling with money fighting over money i never was hungry i never didn't have school supply you know i always had enough and i think when i kind of went back and reminded myself of that that helps and and to continue to do that now i think that's super important so i love starting with gratitude always. Okay. So gratitude, beautiful. What's, what's the other second one? 
the one, the next one would really be to start to look at what your beliefs are around money, getting really curious as to the inner voice and the narratives that you hold around money. Those things like it's really hard to make money or wealthy people aren't good people. These are very typical ones, or maybe the idea money doesn't grow on trees. So this is the next piece of like thinking of these essentially like autopilot things and beliefs and stories and narratives that we hold around our money. And a lot of times we aren't aware. So it's really connecting that awareness. I really want to be more conscious of the things that I'm thinking about money. How do you recommend that your clients go about starting being super aware of the thoughts when it comes to money? Well, I would say, and this kind of will roll into the next one. It's kind of like would be homework that you would do on both of these, these things would be really checking in with how you feel when you're making a purchase, when you're paying a bill or checking your bank account. So you could basically start checking and we should, this is something that we should do every single day is check your bank account, right? Looking at, and not, I mean, yes. I mean, you want to know what's going on, right? Also, I mean, there's like identity theft and all these things here. You kind of check in multiple boxes, but your relationship with money is like an intimate relationship. And if you aren't intimately acquainted with what is going in and going out, then that's going to be a really like telling thing. And you want to get curious as to what the sensations, like the somatic experience is when you are in relationship with money. That is fascinating because I avoid checking my account and it's not like it's like in zero or anything, but I think that I've had, you know, in the past, I had a lot of student debt and I remember like overdrafting often and stuff. And, and now, you know, I've been working for 11 years. I have a stable, you know, job as an attorney now. So it's not necessarily like that I'm overdrafting, but I still have that where I have like this fear, like, I don't even want to know, you know? And so just you saying that makes me feel like, okay, I need to go check my bank account. <laughs> Yeah. And like, look at it. And so what about like when you make a purchase? Because I've heard that like you are abundant when you're not like nickel and diming and like, what is the cheapest carrot available at the grocery store? Or, or should you be paying attention to like, I want to maximize how far my dollar goes. And so I'm going to pick the one that's on sale or, or what are your thoughts on that? Well, this is when I getting in touch with what your values are around money. And so this is kind of the the next piece, which is, I would say, it's like, you want to get in bed with your money. You want mm -hmm. to start to build that relationship with your money. And so I think that you can go too far left and too far right on both sides of that. And you're going to have to find, or you get to find what is exactly right for you. Because again, this is everyone's journey is a unique story that you get to create for yourself. And if buying the cheapest carrot is what is in line with what is you living within your means and not putting yourself into like a detrimental financial position at this stage of the game, that's what you get to do to be a good steward of your money, to be in a good relationship with your money. Because that would be like, 
going to decide that you're going to go to Erwan and buy carrots from Erwan and the most expensive ones because you're abundant and you're stepping into that abundant person, that future self, but the money isn't in your bank account would be kind of like acting kind of childish. If we were going to say in a certain way, it would be like looking for someone else to take responsibility for your money. So you have to be radically responsible. And when you're making choices that are in this like abundant state, it has to match your whole story too. And if it's something where you're like, you know, this is a really a little stretchy for me, but it does fit with my values of investing in myself and investing in my health and investing in my personal growth, because you know, those things are going to serve to create more abundance for you. And you have those resources available to you then. Yes. Okay. So number three, it sounded like start to build a relationship with your money. And and the biggest part of that is figuring out what your core values are, what you want to spend your money on, what's important to you in terms of growth and like just overall like happiness in life. Yeah. I mean, I really, I, I think the best way to start thinking about real money is very much the same as a romantic relationship, right? And You'll hear a lot of people talking about how money is just a tool. And yes, that is very true. But our relationship with money has emotion connected to it. And so we have to be aware of the emotions that we have connected to it. And I don't, I think that would be kind of silly to say that we have to just remove them. You just need to become aware of them and what your drivers are in relation to that. So that is that core values piece. And we wouldn't be in a romantic relationship that was growing and um, building and expanding and moving towards maybe like marriage or something. If we avoided conversations, if we, right, if we avoid looking at the bank account, that's avoidance. Do you think that that's going to be a healthy great relationship if we're having avoidance over the real big things that are important to us. Yeah, that's a nice way of putting it. Never thought about it like that. I've just, you know, I'm trying to think of money as like, oh, it's just energy. Like there's more than enough to go around, but like, it's so much deeper than that. I'm realizing that I, I really need to focus on the relationship that I have and I have a major avoid. I just don't want to talk about it. And I think that's kind of been a big thing for me. Um, have I you think found it gets to Oh, well, so I was, I think it gets to be both because it is energy and there mm -hmm. is just an abundance of it. Just like there is an abundance of love within you to give to your romantic, you know, partnership. So if you start to kind of get into that energy and then also thinking too, when we're talking about it being this energy and a relationship, would your intimate partner be attracted to you? Would, would they want to flow into your life and be in your life more if we are in avoidance? And if we're not kind of like showing up in a certain way to magnetize it in. I love that. So does that include like getting curious about like different investments and like learning more about how to grow your money and things like Absolutely. that? Absolutely. Yes. So it's kind of like there gets to be both. Like we really need to be kind of like in that sort of like spiritual energy dynamic, but we also get to be in this more, like, I guess we'll call it, there's the feminine side and the masculine mm -hmm. side, right? If we're going to get into this masculine side of like, really like the doing and the understanding and the depth, like you, we have to have both. There has to be a balance. Oh, I love that. Okay. So then what's the next one? In terms of where, once you've gotten clear on what 
your values are, what you desire, what you want to create, then we get to start to actually create a vision around it. And this is much more, I would say on this like energetic and spiritual side, but it's rooted in neuroscience because if we actually start to visualize what we're calling in or what we want, then we actually start to look for opportunities that are going to create that. And that's just basically based on something called the reticular activating system in your brain. If you've ever said, oh, I want to get a white Land Rover, and then all of a sudden, nothing, you see nothing else on the road except for white Land Rovers. And you're like, oh my gosh, like did white Land Rovers even exist until yesterday when I decided I want one of these? Yeah. And that's because your brain just hones in on it. And the minute we hone in on something through visualization, through creating a clear vision, then all of a sudden, all of our energy is directed to that and actually pulling it towards us. We see things differently. So are you visualizing the house, the career, the vacations, the, um, or is it more, what, what, I guess, yeah. What do you mean when you're, when you say vision? Yeah. I mean, all those things and maybe other things that you desire, because maybe those aren't the things that you want. Maybe you want to be able to donate to charity. And Mm. so, and that could be a huge driver is for you to welcome in more abundance so that you can give it away. Mm-hmm. Okay. So just any way that you want to build your relationship with money, whether that be, and that can include like watching the numbers stick up on the bank account, but also being able to donate at the, at the grocery store when they ask you to round up and like things like that. Right. It's just, mm-hmm. it's all of it. Okay. Yeah. That's beautiful. And then, and then the final one, you beautifully led me right into it, which is service and how it is that you can find ways to be of service. The more we are in service of others, whether that is donating a dollar, if that's what you have available to you, you basically open yourself up to attract more. So if you put out a dollar, you basically become an energetic match for like 10. I I love that. And what if um, you don't have, or you feel like you don't have anything to donate right now? Can you still get achieve this like feeling of service by donating things that you have like around the house or just other things or does that have to be finance like money oh no i mean it doesn't have to be financial it could be i mean there your talent time or gifts or time. and time are i mean geez your time is your most precious resource mm. i feel like i want to even expand you because even i would question if you feel like you don't have anything that you could potentially I think that's a place to get curious too, because I'm going to guess if you're listening to this podcast, you are probably not homeless on the street. And if you are, and you're listening to this podcast, I'm like celebrating the hell out of you for being on that personal growth trajectory because you're on your way to shifting out of that state. But I'm going to guess that you're not, which means that you have way more available to you then you are recognizing. Mm-hmm. One of the things that you said earlier on was when you get, get curious around the beliefs and like the money blocks and stuff, like money doesn't grow on trees is a big one. How do you, beyond getting curious, how do you get rid of those repeating mm-hmm. thoughts? Well, so there's lots of different ways. First, the awareness is the first place, right? Because we have the awareness is what then leads with our leads to our ability to catch that thought once it occurs, because what happens is we can't really choose our first 
thought contrary to potentially what you're hearing out in the world, we can start to practice where our first thought starts to not be those thoughts. But it's a rare occasion that we are actually choosing, almost probably never, choosing our first thought. It's the awareness of choosing the second thought. But the, that thought, when it happens, came from a feeling, came from a feeling in your body, which triggered a thought and then triggers another feeling in your body or an action that you take. And so our work is to catch that thought and reach for a better feeling thought. And that can happen through a lot of different ways. I mean, the work that I do is with breath work is a really powerful way to do that. Hypnosis is another, I fuse them both together because it really makes for a potent experience. Um, there's all sorts of other, just like somatic practices for you to use, to get into your body so that you can become more aware and curious as to what's going on inside of, of your mind and in your body. Can you give us an example of what type of breath work you're talking about? So I facilitate something called hypno breath work, and that is a three part breath. You may have even heard Andrew Huberman, if you're a fan mm -hmm. of him, he talks about the physiological sigh, which is essentially the same pattern. I just use it in a longer form experience. Usually an experience is like 20 to 30 minutes. And inside of that, we're breathing in, in and out, which starts to flood your body with oxygen. And when we do that, we're changing the carbon dioxide and carb oxygen levels in your, in your body, in your blood, which changes the pH. It takes your prefrontal cortex offline or most of it offline kind of hits pause, which is the place where all of those money thoughts and beliefs are usually kind of looping, even though they start in your subconscious, they kind of kind of churn around in our conscious brain. And so when we hit pause there, we can really start to access the root of like where that belief, that thought actually came from. And when we get to the root, which is really like what our money story is, we can start to rewrite re it, rewire it and start to step in a new, into a new way of being. Wow. Can you explain how you serve your clients to, to do this? Yeah. So I actually have, I mean, a multitude of ways that I do it. I do it in group contexts. I do it in one-to-one. -one. Um, I have a membership, which is basically an audio vault filled with breath work and hypnosis and then subliminal audios, which are something that are kind of this really um, subtle way of continuing that reprogramming. Essentially what's underneath is affirmations that are matching where you're wanting to go over top of binaural beats. So you can pop those on while you're, you are working. And so that membership is this kind of guide yourself through, although we do have a community piece, which offers a, at least once a month touch point with live, a live experience. Wow. Amazing. Do you have any stories that you can share of clients that have overcome big money, like blocks and um, just any success stories that you're willing yeah, to Yeah, absolutely. I actually have a an executive client whom was really blocking a massive promotion in her life. We started doing this work and she actually in got a raise at work, a promotion at work, which was like a 33% raise. It took her up like quite, quite a bit. Um, I've also had clients pay off exorbitant amounts of debt, like to the hundred thousand dollars kind of range that they've been able to, to do. Uh, I had several 
entrepreneur clients go from 10K months into 30K and 50K months within like basically like a year's time. So accelerated progress, you know, month over month building on that, which I want to preface that because I feel like there's a lot of conversation about like, you know, specific numbers. They had a solid foundation. It wasn't like they were starting from nothing. It was literally their when they started reprogramming their subconscious mind, they started putting themselves in rooms that gave them new opportunities. They were able to move through fear that allowed them to refine their offer suite and made it so that they could stop delivering their services from a, like a one-to-one context and turn it into a one-to-many. And it was just fear that was holding them back. Wow. So it's like, um, the money blocks can contribute to like a fear of being seen and then not expanding in a way that probably you're intended to. And it doesn't necessarily mean you have to work more hours while it probably can. It, it's just lifting something and then opening your awareness to opportunities that would align. Absolutely, That's yeah. super cool. Wow. Incredible. And you know, it's so different than the rhetoric we heard growing up, or at least I did, which is you have to work hard to make money. You have to yeah. work really hard. I see my dad working really hard as a truck driver and um, we're not like rolling in the dough. Right. So it's like, it, it, I don't think it has to be that hard and hearing and having conversations like this um, affirms that for me. And I, and I'm happy to, and excited to share that with all the listeners today. So anything else that you want to share, Corrine, that you feel like the listeners could really benefit from. Yeah, absolutely. If you're curious for one about how this work could impact you inside of the membership, I actually have a money challenge starting. It's going to be probably like late February. I'm not sure when this is actually airing, but I'm going to guess it's probably somewhere in there. So I actually have a free trial. It's a seven day trial. So you could come inside, check it out, experience it. And if it seems like it's something that you want to dabble with a little bit more, it's the membership really is it's affordable. So it's $44 a month. So you'd be able to go through the entire money challenge with the community and upgrade your money mindset for really $44. So what we'll do is we'll link that in the show notes mm -hmm. and listeners can bookmark it and get ready. Or is it there a wait list or a way to sign up today? Or do they wait till end? Oh, February? I mean, they could, so they, the money challenge gets pushed out to the actual um, membership group. So you'll get announcements about, it. I mean, they could totally come in whenever they want. As soon as they listen to this and they're like, Oh, I want to jump into cultivate. You can come on in. There's a whole host of things for you to to get to know and get acquainted with immediately. And then when the money challenge starts, you'll get all of the information, the details for the live calls, and then the daily prompts that go along with it. Oh, I love that. Thank you so much. Oh this is so incredible. Welcome. Super appreciate it. I'm going to log off and go check my bank account. Yes, <laughs> and absolutely. They, and there's so many like books and Netflix stuff coming out right now. Like what is, um, I can't remember the guy's name, all about like money and investment and like just being curious about your finances. So I think I it's like been in the back of my mind. I should watch that, but I'd rather watch Housewives. I'm going to watch that. I'm going to start watching that stuff and get in bed with my money. Yeah. Have a money date. That's the, yeah. so when you go to, you, I'll, I'll give you a little, a little tip on, so yes, daily checking, but you know, checking of your account, uh -huh. but really allocating a time, whether that is once a month or once a week and calling it a money date 
and showing up to it like you would for a date, like maybe getting yourself like put together a really nice outfit on that makes you feel really good and kind of like maybe even a little sexy Uh and sitting down, light a candle, have a great scent that's there. I mean, like make it a pleasurable experience for yourself. And that's going to actually start to train your mind to not want to avoid it. To not dread, to like look forward to it. Okay. Like, yeah. This is how a beautiful can you make practice. this like fun? Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Confidence Council podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please make sure you click the follow button so that you're notified every time a new episode drops. If you want more content between episodes, check out the show's Instagram account and website, which will be linked in the show notes for you below. If you're walking away from today's episode feeling more confident or empowered in some way, please share it with a friend or share it on social media so that others can benefit from it too. Thank you again, and I'll see you back here next week. Bye for now.